Hey there, everyone. This is Cass with SCNS Live. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to check out the video version of this, you can check it out on YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all at SCNS Live. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Welcome to an all-new episode of SCNS Live, the super cool nerd show. I am, of course, Kat, the one and only host that you've ever known. It's always been me. I look a little different. But Shorter. Barely. Barely. <laughs> but I don't do this show by myself, in case anyone thought I did. Anyone. Anyone at any point. Did anyone think that you did? Hi there, I'm Cass. Uh, welcome to the internet. We're sisters. <laughs> we never say it anymore. I'm Cora. I, I'm not sisters. No, sisters. Honorary Sam. sister. Honorary sister. Honorary sister. Don't have you, the exact same face. But you have a you have the k sound starting you out. And the skin tone. <laughs> yes. The aggressively like Irish. Yeah. Yes, skin tone and behind the board, making everything look as good as it can. We have Jason the X. I got new Marvel Legends in this week. I'm so happy. Woo! I got new Overwatch figures this week. Isn't new Legends like a contradiction okay. in terms? Okay. How dare you? <laughs> I stole his knife. I stole his <laughs> knife and ransomed him for Overwatch figures. I was so damn mad. <laughs> been without my knife for like since I had it. My knife's old enough to vote. And she took it away from this house, away from its took my child away, and then had the nerve, the nerve to basically I I told her I would give her those overwatch figures. That's why you took my knife. You took my knife because I was going because I didn't I mean I'm it. not gonna confirm that. I'm not insane. <laughs> She's going to try and make it look like she was this, like, we watched Gunpowder Milkshake and we got no. all excited, but basically somebody accidentally took a knife, somebody else forgot to find their figures, no, no. and now we're trying to so scare I up the only kind of drama. picture of the over... Well, first of all, I, I, I jokingly send her a picture. I say, hey, I've got your figures. Just return my knife unharmed. Mm -hmm. And she had the nerve oh, yeah, to send me a message back that says, I'll need to see the goods. <laughs> I'm negotiating with the terrorists. Yep. Did you I get mean, your knife back, though? I did get my knife back. Okay. Like, seriously, it's, it, not feeling it on my right butt cheek for a week, is it's very disturbing. Yes, but feeling it on my right butt cheek oh was utter bliss. You were not wearing my knife for a So, not. we're going to stop talking about this right now. You stop. Right now. I'm on the desk. That's enough. And instead, we're going to turn the topic, and we're going to talk about some super cool nerd news. So, in the continuing saga of Activision and Blizzard and their drama, I don't have a lot of notes, but I've kept up with it this week. Their president, J. Allen Prick or something, <laughs> stepped <laughs> down. <laughs> Yep. That's his name. Jay Allen something. <laughs> anyway, stepped down uh, after they hired, was it Winter Hill? Is it Winter Hill? Oh, something like I don't that. Remember. They hired the the lawyers that we talked about last week, the Amazon busting whatever. I did not plan to start with this story at the top. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> and meanwhile, Blizzard employees formed a coalition that basically said we're not about this you're not giving us the representation at the table that we asked for we reject your choice in lawyers <laughs> they are known to be corporate buddy type lawyers we're not about it we want a seat at the table we want uh more done about both the past and going into the future 
And yes, so support the coalition, support the fight to get some equality in the workplace. Uh, we had a discussion last night. Do you think that what we think of the president stepping down and I think it's an important step, but I don't think you can't pin it all on this. This is a culture. It is prevalent. I don't know. What do you guys think? You don't think it's a fix is what you're saying? I'm saying it has to happen because either he didn't know about it, in which case he wasn't doing his job because it was major and it was and people were trying to complain about it or he did know about it and hadn't taken the necessary steps to fix it in which case he wasn't doing his job yeah so i think that has to happen yeah but unless he was the one driving all of the sexism which seems unlikely then it's not the only change that has to happen yeah it's difficult. I don't know. It's difficult for me to say. Obviously, I, I agree with you that this is only a step. Um, I do not know what they could do at this point to make me satisfied that this is a thing that is behind them, especially after you hire the lawyers. I, I don't know what steps that they could take to convince me that like, oh, yeah, no, we're good now because all of this took so long to come out. Honestly, I feel like a coalition is an extremely important part of it because they're the ones who can tell me that it's okay or it's getting better. Like, I'm not going to listen to any of the leadership. I do feel good that people who are, I don't have their names in front of me, who are taking the place of the president are two people. It's, a, I think, a male and a female, I think, who have been at the company less than two years. So they, normally I would feel bad about that, but yeah. right now I'm like, you're probably not part of the problem. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I like that they have two people in that position mm -hmm. and of differing genders to at least can like talk about this kind of stuff. There's going, there's something. And it's definitely good that he's gone, but like like Cass said, I'm not really sure what they could do to further make me feel better about the company, especially with what they have going on and the fact that a lot of the a lot of the male employees seem to think that this is okay and that it's being blown out of proportion. Yeah, it's so weird. We hear a lot as like we're all all the people on the desk tonight are women who game and all the people in the room are people who are marginalized in the gaming community to some extent uh, for things that have nothing to do with whether you love playing video games yeah. and uh, it's, it's, it's kind of hard because like I have been vocal on the desk in the past that sometimes I think that I don't think that anybody is trying to make up a ton of experiences that they've had when gaming online to say there's sexism in the culture and stuff, but I have been vocally encouraging people to take their experiences and try and address them as they come because that's what we can do and not to get too mad about hypotheticals, mm -hmm. instead just face the situations you come against the best that you can. But then, like, with the stories about Riot and Activision and, like, it's so clear that some of this is a top-down culture issue that's just prevalent throughout. Yeah. Very sad. If, personally, if you want my opinion... Yes. Like, what could they do? Something. <laughs> Anything. Seriously. There's just... I, 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 I'm one of those people where... I feel as though if something is very egregious, you act immediately. Yeah. And I don't see that happening just yet. It's This has been going on a long time. We heard rumblings of it before, and it was one of those things, just stop talking about it, eventually it'll go. Well, it didn't go away. In fact, it just got worse. Everybody yeah. just remembered that that was there. So um, right off the bat, y'all need to do something besides Let's hire some lawyers first to cover our asses. Yeah, and then let's get a scapegoat. Now, if you had gone, 
well, this that dude is gone. Like right off the bat, if that's like the first action you had done, like people were gone yeah. permanently, they are no longer part of this organization. I don't know. That's a good step in the right direction. Then you can start working on correcting the culture. But it's kind of like, well, they did these things. Well, we accepted them. Yeah, that was probably a mistake. It was. So, but we're correcting it now. Goodbye. Here's a nice severance package because you know. Yeah. yeah. So. And I've already seen like comments that are like, well, how quickly do you expect them to move? And I'm like, this is not the first they've heard of it. Like, yeah. This is not, this a, is not surprise a surprise to them. Like, for me, sadly, it's not super surprising, but it is very depressing. And we didn't know it was going on. They knew it was going on. They should have, it should have never gotten here. You just had a majority of your employees walk on you. If that's not enough bad press for you to do something, that's what I'm saying. Nothing has been done yet. I was interested in the number of men that were walking with them, which nobody who creates victims is innocent, totally. But at the same time, like, to the, it's clearly at the point where men haven't felt like they could be allies even that doesn't excuse if they've had specific bad behavior but it does it does point to a very deep very messed up cultural issue within and it makes me wonder why uh the most beloved figure in overwatch uh papa jeff jeff kaplan walked out of blizzard about six months ago and it's starting to make me wonder like what happened but we're not the only ones wondering. Uh, Coca-Cola, T-Mobile, and uh, uh, State Farm. State Farm all have at least paused or halted or pulled back from Overwatch League sponsorships. Uh, most of them, I think all of them, have not released specifics. Two out of the three of them have not released statements. State Farm basically said, we felt the need to pause that's a paraphrase to pause and try and figure out what's going on uh but yeah we're kind of a little heartbroken at overwatch league like their desk is headed up by one of the coolest girls in esports who has supported the cause although contract specifies not the hashtag has yeah. tweeted to be like i'm here i'm with you i get it and I would love to see Blizzard really step up and take a very aggressive like action and take a very forward position in esports and gaming as far as what happens from now on. But it seems a little pipe dreamy. Do you think that we need to be worried about the future of the league or uh, basically the the teams or the talent walking? I think we should. I think I've been worried about the league for a couple of years. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but as far as if they will make an effort to keep it going, if they will dump money into it, I don't think we have to be worried in the short term because of the sports franchise concept that they used, meaning they're probably in the hole for so much to owners or to, you know, the owners bought. The price tags were supposedly, like, 10 to 20 million dollars and they were selling them as late as 2019 so I think there are promises made that would contractually cost them a ton to get out of okay. so in the short term I think they'll be around we'll see what happens All right. and we'll see about the caliber of the talent Yeah. but we've already seen decline there anyway that's enough about <laughs> Activision who has a better story? Any better story? Uh, is this much better? So, Evil Dead, the video game, uh, has been delayed until February of 2022, which is next year. I don't know why I needed, I needed to say that. Um, but basically what they're saying, what they're saying is they needed to give it a little bit more polish, but also we are getting a single player mode. Up until this point, it's been basically like PVP, kind of 
uh, Dead by Daylight style, where you could possess a Kandarian demon, or you could do kind of different kinds of PvP, but this has a single player mode, which means I might actually play this game, because <laughs> <laughs> I have played Dead by Daylight and I did not care for it. Um, for the most part, I like single player kind of campaign games, and so I actually might play this game. My whole thing is, how are you going to make an Evil Dead game with... Evil Dead has been fronted by a single player yes. for decades. Yeah. How are you not going to make a single player mode? I actually like PvP. I like competitive games. I'm not very good at them, but I love them. I don't love Dead by Daylight, but I love their style. Yeah. And I love the concept of just the motion sickness gets me, can't handle it. Plus the nurse is so scary. The nurse is super um, Well, that's several of them. like scare the crap out of me. Yeah. Brain skip, crazy uh, limb, like it's very well done. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like how are you gonna do it without a boomstick and a chainsaw and that... <laughs> that you could play as through a mission? It's Ash, like I just, he is the reason for the <laughs> franchise. He's one of my favorite horror characters of all time, and so now I'm glad that we will be getting a single player. I mean, I'm assuming that it's going to be him. I've if seen, it's not him, what are we even doing here? I'm seeing several <laughs> characters in this from uh, other Evil Dead. Uh, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, oh. I think. Yeah. I want to play as the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> the that. puppet that you. <laughs> I have the prop replica from the TV show. Like, if you watch the TV show Ash vs. Evil Dead, I loved it. Sam Raimi really stepped up his game and learned how to do episodic and was right square in this horror comedy thing. But anyway, he started hallucinating. Spoilers. And there was a puppet of Ash who started talking to him and tried to kind of push him over the edge when he was in the psych ward. By the way, very clearly operated by Bruce Campbell. Like, it was on his <laughs> and, own and hands. Moments, yeah, like, that was him, but not his voice, which was weird. Uh, but yeah, I have that prop replica, and it's one of my favorite pieces in, of, like, horror memorabilia that you could possibly have. It is kept in our living room, because I cannot leave it in my bedroom. When he's I go got, to bed, he's got button, like shiny button eyes. Shiny button eyes. Very soft. Very that thing would have one time to fall off the shelf. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's one it, time. Uh, burning it in the backyard. Like, <laughs> we're not doing it. I to take it to a con, like, eventually and have it interview people, but we'll get there. Oh, we talked about one time, we talked about cosplaying. Well, I was going to cosplay as uh, Sam Raimi. Yeah. And I was going to push you around <laughs> in a little red wagon. <laughs> We thought it would like be maybe this. too meta, although this was before the TV show. Uh, yeah. But yeah, a little red wagon going. That's how they did the original shots of the Evil Dead. There you go. There's some horror <laughs> trivia for you. So yes, video game. Very excited. I used fun. to have an Evil Dead uh, mobile game on my phone. It was fun. Had little voice lines. You walked through <laughs> and blew up skeletons until there were too many. It's a nice. great franchise. He had ultimates like uh, this is my boomstick and just like big rifle I love it <laughs> we're cool people <laughs> exactly the right amount of time on our hands yes Cora what do you have for us this week all right we're gonna continue in post-apocalyptic stuff Woo! yes with a new anime coming out from Crunchyroll and Adult Swim and that is Blade, Blade Runner Black Lotus. Ooh. The trailer for this just dropped this week. The opening song is done by Feel You or is called Feel You Now by Alyssa Cara. It's very pretty. Yeah, it I is. may or may not have been listening to it all day. <laughs> but um the anime is going to be taking place um between Blade Runner Blackout 2022, which was an anime short, and it takes place before Blade Runner 2049, so the newer movie. <clears throat> um, it is set in the perspective of a female hunted, and the staff has emphasized that it is a dystopian world with anti-capitalist themes of, or the anti-capitalist themes of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sleep by Philip K. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like saying that name. <laughs> 
The, um, as said before, this is from Crunchyroll and Adult Swim. Shinji Aramaki and Kenji Kamiyama of Ultraman are directing the series. And Shinichi Chiro, or Shinichi Chiro Watanabe of Cowboy Bebop is the creative producer. That's a good sign, honestly. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a really good sign. You have someone who's already good at doing the space stuff mm-hmm. and sci-fi stuff here for this post-apocalyptic sci-fi. Yeah. Good sign. The trailer looked really good. It's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> like, and that's one of the things that I love about Blade Runner um, is the, has always been the designs, the, the lights and the kind of grimy but still beautiful aspect of it. That's the director that I forget his name uh, did in both the movies, and this is absolutely continued in through the anime. It's an mm-hmm. anime I'm excited about. It's Ridley Scott, <laughs> or no, the original one I think was directed by Ridley Scott. I think you're thinking of cinematographer. Cinematographer, Dennis uh, Villeneuve. No, D- hang on. I don't know. It was too many names. <laughs> Either way, um, I did forget to write down when this is coming out. I do believe it is coming out in September, but it will be available on Crunchyroll in English and in Japanese. Is that odd to get the Japanese and the English at the same time? No. No? Not necessarily. Not if it's an English franchise. Yeah. um, With Crunchyroll, it is kind of because they typically only have the Japanese version of the show but since they are partnering with Adult Swim it looks like they're they either they will get both or Adult Swim will get the English they'll get the Japanese I'm not sure how completely how that's gonna play out but either way it will have an English cast and a Japanese cast so if you want to watch it neither or you have that option okay cool it's gonna be good either way so (laughs) <laughs> Jason, what do you have for us? I don't have anything else to add. To um, I have, uh, well, this is a good one. <laughs> so, um, I still don't have a, uh, I got to go back up a little bit. I still don't have a PS5, and it distresses me every day that I think about it. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently, somebody really wanted one a lot more. So they stole a dev unit, two of them, and uh, put them up on eBay to sell. Why does it sound like I'm far away? Anyway, um, so yeah, eBay took the seller took the sales down. There were two kits. Uh, let me. I'm not paying attention to the board at all um, of the pictures and everything that I put up. So then I didn't even know what a PS5 dev kit looked like. There it is. Right there, <laughs> and two DualSense controllers. What a bargain! Um, so uh, it was, uh, yeah, two separate dev kits. What? The? Originally spotted by some Twitter users who were able to pull the listings, but the the listing disappeared within hours. Which this is stolen. They were, uh, oh, actually, they had reached after twelve bids, three thousand three hundred and seventy-three dollars. Um, understand that you can write games with this thing. This is a bug checker. And also, these are usually kept in secured areas. Yeah. So, for this to even make it out the door, this is a serious security breach on Sony and PlayStation. Like, somebody signed something that said they would not do this. So, whatever happens to you at this point, it happens, bud. Okay? So you think inside job? You think some Ocean's Eleven it shenanigans? It absolutely has to be an inside There's no I mean, it's way. It's a dev kit. Like. There's no way this is not an inside job. I don't, I don't know who had the audacity not only to steal it, but then try to sell it on friggin' eBay. That's where that's yeah. where it gets me, because I can picture some, like, George Clooney sneaks the uh, card to... Matt Damon or whatever the other guy like I get I get all that you steal you this is great you've done it how do you go to eBay like, yeah, what, how is that your next step I guarantee you, you that find... they didn't so what happened then it's the moose meat of the West Wing somebody gave it to somebody and then they probably for free they probably didn't sell it they gave it as a piece of memorabilia and that happens say twice and the person at the end of the line doesn't know the stakes and doesn't understand the tracing 
There's also a matter of they could have maybe this unit was supposed to be destroyed as well. Oh, that is also possible. I mean, although if having worked at a top 500 company that does technology and releases and stuff, I will tell you they are not allowed to even contract like Iron Mountain's a big company that destroys documents and stuff. There were certain things when I worked at the fruit stand that we were not allowed to have them destroyed. There oh, was wow. a certain level, and their contract with Iron Mountain is ironclad. I put it up again because I want everyone to actually see. So you don't this. think it was the local garbage man? <laughs> it was. It was freaking like Christmas decorations one year. There was a big like plastic Santa, <laughs> right? <laughs> And we had to destroy it before we threw it out. You couldn't destroy it. I have a video that I shouldn't have of somebody <laughs> jumping up and down on top of this plastic Santa with people on either side trying with all the weight in his body to break this Santa apart. They apologized like six weeks later, but I did that too, but change. then I got kicked out of the mall. He was real mad about it. I yeah. got charged for assault. When he did it, he was a hero. When you do gotcha. it, you're not allowed in the children's line to visit Santa anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Which is uh, rough, because I like hanging out with the elves. Neither Sony or make eBay you feel tall. has... All, uh, <laughs> both of them have been reached for comment on this, and no one has uh, owned up to how this could have happened or who the seller is, but... I mean, well, of course not. Nobody's going to be like, I know who it was. Well, no, I mean, at least to put up, like, something. They have said absolutely nothing about you don't. You don't ever. Like, if you say something about it, then you admit the legitimacy of the item itself, which you were never prepared to do. Like, Apple never said anything about the iPhone 4 that got found in the bar. Yeah. Like, and that big Gizmodo story. You never do. Just don't mention it, and then you pursue any legal actions you need to secret aside. It's too bad I don't have money, because I can't say I wouldn't have <laughs> tried to buy this thing. I will say that um, my brother found one at GameStop as part of a bundle, and apparently they're easier to find at GameStop right now. What, a dev kit? No. No, no, no. no you mean a PS5. No. There are no legitimate ways that I know of to get a dev uh, kit. I was about to be like, uh, GameStop? No, your stock's about to go back down. <laughs> Way up. <laughs> Way up. <laughs> let, me, let me have money. I would have totally been trying to buy this thing. I would have just contacted So Take the listing down. I'm going to send you some money, and you're going to send that to me. That's what got to me is eBay. eBay? Oh, like, not Craigslist? Take the listing down. Like, Craigslist. Actually, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That they may have done that. Somebody yeah. may have been like, you idiot. Take them down. I'll give you 10 grand or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> like they don't have full time people who are looking like you have at that level PR department like intern or something whose full time job is to look for things on sale and look for quotes that you never gave. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for me. Back over. Uh now let's go back over to you while I gather details about just one Absolutely. Oh, Roger Deakins. His name is Roger, Roger Deakins. Deakins. He did not do the first Blade Runner, although he was involved in it. He is credited with literally inventing Bleach Bypass, which is where it looks very washed out, uh, but silvers are always maintained. Gotcha. It's not my favorite effect, but it's definitely very... You can't study color theory in cinematography without running up against the guy who put red and blue so consciously against each other yep. all the time. Uh, the guy who lit seven mm -hmm. and made it all weird and grungy and gave each of the sins a color profile. Yep. And yeah, Roger Deakins is amazing and cinematographer. From now on, we're going to have to look at whoever invented the color wheel for the Daredevil TV show. So... <laughs> They just spun a wheel through each scene, I promise you. <laughs> the scene is purple! Uh, so, the writer that pitched What If, What If is the Marvel show that is coming out in, I think, like a month. Um, the writer was pitching ideas, uh, this was four or five years ago, when it was very, very first in development. The writer was pitching ideas and spoiled Endgame and Thor 4 for herself because she pitched 
Time Traveling Avengers, and Jane Foster as Thor, and uh, the, uh, <laughs> the the head of Marvel were like, congratulations, you're hired. If you can guess what we're about to do in the MCU, you can definitely, definitely work for the MCU. Um, I just thought this was absolutely wild. Uh, by the way, what if is next Wednesday? Good job. Thank you, Geeky Hoodie, for uh, sending that in the chat. Uh, <laughs> I just Wednesday thought is- that was absolutely wild that she was like, oh, this would be interesting. Wouldn't this be cool? And so she got to write the What If series. I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but it's, a, it's an <laughs> article. A lot that of I, that going around that I uh, ran across. The first three episodes will be. Hmm? It's going to be uh, Captain Carter. Yes. Then T'Challa Star-Lord, and then the Loki story. Which is Chadwick Boseman's mm. last project. He's actually going to be in several episodes of What If. Yeah, that was his last project. We will miss him. Gorp? Okay. So I have gushed and gushed and gushed before about Slam Dunk, which is the Japanese basketball anime. Not Kuroko no Basket. This is, like, the first one. The OG. The OG. It was very, very good, and it spun, it spun a lot of people wanting to play basketball across the world. Well, Robin and Brooke Lopez, twin brothers who play basketball professionally, have been working with their older brother, Christopher Lopez, to create a Japanese basketball manga with the artist that was an assistant to Takeuchi, or I'm sorry, Takechiko Inoue, who was the creator for Slam Dunk. And it is called Transition Game. Synopsis is as follows. You have Cameron Ford, who is a 15-year-old American basketball prodigy who is currently living in Stuttgart, Germany, with his mother, who is a naval officer, and his twin younger brother. Or, not his twin younger brothers, but two younger brothers. Getting words mixed up now. Suddenly, his mom gets a promotion, and they are shipped off to the middle of nowhere in Okinawa Prefecture in Japan. And so, you now have a kid who is in a completely different environment. He doesn't even know if they play basketball here. So now he has to struggle with making new friends, finding where he belongs, and continuing his love of basketball. I'm very excited about this, if I'm completely honest. When is it? <laughs> um, it actually, the manga actually started not too long ago. So it is it is available in English and in Japanese. For a person that does not follow regular sports, <laughs> Cora likes a this lot of wild to anime. me. <laughs> this is what's wild to me, is like, I get, because anime is like television, right? There's almost yeah. as much anime as there is other television out there in the world. So... I don't watch television shows, typically, about subjects in which I'm not interested. There was a baseball TV show recently. I didn't watch it. Do you know why? Because I hate baseball. So why are you interested <laughs> in animes about subjects that you don't care about? Like, I don't know. Tennis, swimming. You, I do not you, care about you, high school jocks. <laughs> I mean, one of I reposted iShield21 on supercoolnerdshow.com. Go check that out. Fantastic. And people are going to that article. <laughs> like, just as... <laughs> You have named so many sports animes. Pretty much every sport that there is. You talked about a cricket one, for God's sakes. Like, why? <laughs> but I never hear you, like, like you don't follow regular sports, but boy, you animated and put some speed lines behind I can't get with her on this, because if you, if you write a musical about something. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if it's a just flat out lies about Barnum and Bailey. That's a, what I was about I to say. I don't care if it's about <laughs> what it's like to be a sorority girl going to Harvard. <laughs> I don't care what it's about. I don't care if it's about a bunch of cheerleaders and apparently Lin-Manuel Miranda doesn't either. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can get me on musicals, you can get her on anime. Like, I watched a musical sports. entirely written about the first treasury secretary of the United States. So I guess, yeah. And everybody else did too. Hamilton. I'm talking about Hamilton. I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) 
so, fire. I never watched it. Though. I know. I exactly know. Really but good. seriously, like, what sport anime have you not covered? You you've got you got baseball, <laughs> football, uh, that other football that you know soccer. we call soccer. <laughs> soccer, tennis, basketball, tennis. Basketball. You did a swimming one. No, I acknowledge that the swimming one existed. I still don't like that one, actually. Find me a curling anime. I will be impressed. Find me a curling musical and I'll watch it. <laughs> no, um, oh. To answer your question. <laughs> I won't like it. <laughs> oh, Maple's Ick Hamilton. Yes. Um, I like sports anime because I get to actually get to know the characters on the teams. Okay. I get to enjoy an actual story instead of sitting there for six hours watching one game that may not go anywhere baseball. I'm not a sports fan, so you're not hurt my feelings. <laughs> However, if I sit there and watch six hours of a baseball anime, I may have gone through at least two games and a couple of training arcs where I get to see the characters grow and them like actually become a team. And that's great. I mean, Remember the Titans is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I can't I stand that movie. I love it. I think movie. it's so good. So, he, so good. here's a fun trivia fact about Remember the Titans. Mm -hmm. Two scenes were filmed at my high school. <laughs> what? The locker room scene and the training field scene were my training field in high school and my lock the boys' locker room at my school. I mean, you were you and, in Georgia. In Georgia, yeah. yeah. That makes and sense. because of that, whenever all through elementary school and middle school, if we had a free day, and the teacher just wanted to show us a sports movie, which was ninety percent of the time, it was Remember the Titans. Ooh, Hans. I will say that I went through fifteen, like ten years where I didn't watch it because Same. for a while, uh, when I was growing <laughs> up, my dad would show it to every person who visited our house, and our house was pretty popular to visit, so we'd watch it at least two or three times a month for like two years and so I didn't watch it for a long time after that. I'm sure I would like it now. Yeah. Wait, did you say the locker room scene? We weren't allowed to watch that scene. What's it's this Oh. Weird. I, I wasn't allowed to watch that That's scene. That's weird. They were very rarely more strict with the younger kids. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways maybe yes. mom didn't get it. <laughs> If you have even a passing fancy in basketball, or you like sports anime and are weird like me, Transition <laughs> Game is definitely something to check out. The artwork looks absolutely amazing, and it does actually have the blessing of Takehiko Inoue. He actually tweeted to the brothers and congratulated them on their success, and has been reading it as well. And it is important to know that all three brothers grew up with Slam Dunk and wanted to also do that. Like, I just Sounds love that. like a porn franchise. It really does. Jason, <laughs> you want to get us away from pornography? Please. Oh, let me just transition over to the desk here. Fantastic. And, oh, let me take down that picture of the PlayStation because I've got some good news that was just announced by StarWars.com this afternoon and the Bad Batch is coming back for a season two. In case you were not aware of the antics of Clone Force 99, an experimental group of clones, the show is great. Yes, my eyes are getting wider because why aren't you watching The Bad Batch? I know I am, but apparently everybody else is too because yes, a season two has been announced. Uh, there have been, um, there's only gonna be 14 episodes in this season and we're quickly approaching that. I'm hoping for some resolution on some of the storylines here, but I am thoroughly enjoying this show. Also, it continues in that Clone Wars universe that Dave Filoni, who deserves all the accolades, created. So, yeah. And they're also introducing things from, like, some of the gangs now. Um, some other characters from, like, Rebels have come in now, so I'm loving... I love linked universe stuff, too. So anytime you can throw back to something that's already established, I'll be like, Oh, oh, I know that thing they're talking about. So, yeah. Um, so you said it continues from Clone Wars. Um, is it right after it? Like, what time are we talking about? Uh, the Bad Batch begins right as Order 66 is thrown down. Okay. Um, because Ooh. they're experimental clones, it doesn't affect all of them. But uh, that's part of the driving force of the story, too. Because this was a tight-knit group of clones. Um they're they're like the Na they're like the Navy SEALs for the uh, for the clone troopers, but one of their own does take Order sixty six, and it is it is if you're if you're a soldier it it's really disturbing because this is your brother this was somebody, and it totally makes them like they go further into how the the chip 
makes them act. Because they actually go and uh, deactivate their chips during the series. But one of their own, like, starts... Spoilers? Well, it's, it, it's already happened. But they go deeper into um, how that happened with the clones and what they were feeling. Some of them were instant, like, do what we're told. Others fought it. Others were not affected at all. So, and it kind of helps because me, I always, I always hated the clones. Like, my wife was getting into uh, Clone Wars, and she really liked clones. I was all like, screw these guys. They're going to order 66 of the Jedi. I don't care about these guys. Until they expanded on the story and showed there wasn't all the clones. There are some that flat out said, I'm not doing that. So they actually were more human than I was giving them credit for, which is another reason I'm liking this series because it kind of, it, it changed my opinion of them. I honestly dislike the clones. I was like, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're automatons. They have no, yeah. they have no thought of their own. I was wrong. And I like, I, I, I'm i okay with being wrong on this because it's a very likable bunch and you know, some of them, they just, we knew that a couple of them peeled off but it was actually greater numbers than I originally thought. So, yeah. Um, I'm glad for this series to continue and for them to bring more into the Star Wars history, especially with the Clone Wars because I love it. Clone Wars is great, so. Very cool. And uh, yeah, I don't hate the clones as much anymore. <laughs> did you mention where it is? Where do you watch it? Disney Plus. Okay. On every every Friday at five a.m. That's when I watch it. Oh, wow. Okay. Got the crazy well, we, eyes there. Yeah. The, uh, You're crazy, crazy person. I didn't watch four episodes of Daredevil when it came on at three a.m. <laughs> we don't I, do that. We're getting better about the sleep. So anyway, that makes one of us. Yeah, like, go ahead. This one's going to be the last Yeah, one, of course. So, uh, I think we mentioned this on the show. Not sure. So, Gunpowder Milkshake <laughs> is a movie that came out uh, fairly recently. It stars Karen Gillan, uh, Lena Headey, Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh, lots and lots of people. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It is kind of a straight role reversal uh, of... Uh, what did you call it? Noir? It's It's got nouveau noir taste, yeah. which is noir with, like, more color, but definitely still very, like, stark in the focal points, which I love as a style. And then a bunch of guys on the internet basically said that it was feminist propaganda because, as far as I can tell, because it stars said- women... <laughs> They said it's. They had to turn it off or yeah. walk out. They couldn't watch it. And this is like this isn't like a group. This is like this is Reddit stories mostly of different like people's coworkers and stuff who are like it was just too much and too whatever. And so I had to turn it off. Yeah. So we were for curious. The, we were curious. We watched it for the record. It's just girls with guns. Like it's not. <laughs> It's not propaganda. It's literally, it's just women being violent. And that's... Sometimes the women are unrealistically good at things, but they're like Jackie Chan movies, kind of, in the hilarity of the escapades. They never try to, like, set forth, like, an unrealistic picture. Like, the scene with the hand, with the chair, with the dentist. Like, that's not very realistic, but it's just a, it's a, it's a... Like it's just it's played as campy and goofy and fun. Can we throw in something on this? Yeah. If a movie makes you feel like less of a man, the movie's not the problem, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like watching badass people do badass things on screen. I honest, I honestly don't care. That looked cool. I like that. I I really don't care what the jump between their legs is like while they're doing it. Okay. But seriously, this is feminist propaganda. You got some other problems going, dude. And that's my thing. Like, that's my only point is like, if if you think it's unrealistic, in no way is it unrealistic because they're women. It's unrealistic because of the style of some of the combat. It's <laughs> fun do to watch. <laughs> like, some of the stuff is like happenstance that you can't 
but it's also very much played as happenstance that she got lucky in some of the moments but it's a where movie. elements were out of her control. It's a movie, you. Yeah, it's, it's an not action real movie. reality. I don't want to see Karen Gilliam like go down the stairs and then like fall flat on her face like I would if I tried any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure she her. did when she was seventeen exactly. and eight feet tall. It's yeah. She, God, she's so tall. She's so tall. Um, I, I like me some character. But Sarah, I enjoyed said, the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was better than I expected. It had a point of view. It wasn't too serious or too light. Like, it just, it it was fun to watch. Honestly, Boiling it down, just to let you know if you want to watch this movie or not, there is a fight scene set in a bowling alley. If you do that... <laughs> Like, this is this type of movie. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. There's lots of (laughs) over-the-top violence. Outnumbered, trying to defend themselves with only the tools they had available, and they're in a bowling alley, so so some of those tools might be bowling balls, maybe. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's fun. I loved it. And for all the haters, Gunpowder Milkshake 2 is already in development. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the reason I made the Jackie Chan comparison is it reminded me of Rush Hour. And yeah. It was fun and goofy, and they had, like, her set against a number of people sometimes, and just using what she had at her disposal and martial arts skills to face the situation down, and I liked the Rush Hour. I, I thought never, that they were fun. Yeah. I have never watched any female-led movie and felt like less of a man for some odd reason. It's because you're not insecure in your masculinity. So, to the haters, let's go. I will say that. <laughs> I read some, like, after I watched the movie, I was like, well, who hates, I honestly was like, who hates this movie? And I went looking for some reviews, and it was basically, I, let me go get a drink for this, because I spent five minutes laughing at some of these. Seriously. Oh, yeah. I will say that, like, I tend to measure, like, the amount of hate a movie will get against the, oh, that's a bunch of badass women feeling that I get, and assume when I have that feeling rising of admiration and just this vibe, that's the moments they're going to object to, and there were a few of these moments, mm. so I, I, I can tell you where they objected, but honestly, get over yourselves, it was awesome, and if you get to, yeah, we just need... Uh, we're, we're going to have articles. We're going to talk about it on supercoolnerdshow.com and we'll probably cover it pretty thoroughly because there's not enough movies like this for us to all pick different ones to talk about. Also, Angela Bassett is in it. Angela Bassett, when she shows up with Michelle Yeoh and uh, what was Carla? Carla Gugino. Gugino. Yes. When oh. they show up, I'm just like, yes, yes, please. Mm. All the power. Not trying to make them look too young or too just showing up in all their authority and just and owning the screen. Take Karen out of heels when she's around. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's just she's, she's like five ten, five eleven or something. No, she's five eleven. Really? Yep. I think yeah, she's five eleven. She's very very tall. I'm five nine, and I'm the tallest woman in my life for the most part. All right. Anybody else? I have one if we need go for it for, to like stall for time or anything. We don't need to stall no, for time, good. but we have time. Oh, so like go for it. Um, this is just a quick note. It's something that I had completely forgotten about until this exact moment, and so I don't have a picture for it. So I'm sorry. But Final Fantasy 14 is coming out with a cookbook. And if that seems what? weird, if that seems weird, there is an entire class called culinary where you literally cook a bunch of food. So it's going to be recipes from that class specifically it's going to be 192 pages of food from the game of Final Fantasy we don't really have an idea which foods specifically will be in it we've seen like a couple of sample pages and it's you know just like here's a spread chocobo wings I that'd be bad um, starlight dodo is one of them which is like the roast turkey essentially of the game so I think they should do that with Resident Evil 8, except a lot of the ingredients is just fish. Dude, I'm here, I'm here for the video game cookbooks. It's just like this weird subsection of, it's how millennials learn to adult, and some of Gen Z are learning to adult. Yeah. It's like, let's make this from a video game. I think it's awesome. The most recommended recipe from the fans, by the way, is just an egg, because that is a recipe from the culinary and quest line that you just fry an egg but that that's it and you had to cook so many of them to level and it was a pain 
I mean, I mean now you're just an egg in real eggs, life yeah. is hard. Yeah. It's just, just an egg. Also, people will make a, like 300 of them while leveling and just give them out in town. <laughs> I had someone randomly come up to me and trade me 300 of them and ran away. <laughs> That's <laughs> disgusting. It was really That's weird. Amazing. <laughs> so yeah, the, um, the pre-orders are up right now on GameStop, on the on the 14 store, and I believe on Amazon or through your favorite bookstore, whichever. And they will be available on the shelves on November 4th. Just in time for Endwalker, so you can make your snacks from the game while you play the game. It's a great time. I may or may not have already pre-ordered it. <laughs> we will find out. Um, on November 4th, I'll, around November 4th, I'll, I'll do an article talking about some of the food in the cookbook. The next person that puts a pun in the chat is the next person that I ban from the chat. <laughs> she doesn't have the authority to do that. I don't. I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> it just came up. You're talking so much noise tonight about how you're threatening Jason and like, chill out. I know sun's out, guns out, and I support that, but stop threatening people. These guns does not do it. No, but we always threaten Jason. That's true. Yeah, right, and I didn't make. I didn't tell her that she couldn't <laughs> when she started to threaten some random viewer who hasn't even made the joke yet. Then I stepped in and said, chill out. That's, that's how it goes. So we have to hold each other back from some of this stuff. That's fair. I'm going to come in and try and kill you all as DM one time. Like, just me. Mm. That's not what you've been doing? No. You, I mean, I'm I fair fine. I almost died. You know, Rana, <laughs> the new Harpy Killer. Spoilers. Yeah. Which also you can check out that game right now on our YouTube channel and at They're doing well. Don't fry an egg while you try and play a video game. <laughs> We're trying to start a fire. Jason? Oh, okay. Well, uh, and I left my picture up for the other one. Anyway. My dude. Seriously. So, Fox bought, uh, Disney bought the rights to all of the Fox Marvel properties, and everyone has been wondering, where is my next Deadpool movie? Or where are my mutants? Or anything else from Fox. But, uh, it was announced, that Ke well, Kevin Feige did announce at one time they are pursuing a Deadpool 3 movie, and it will be R-rated. Where's, where's the traction on this? Well, we are getting some traction because they hired Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux, uh, you, if you don't know who those writers are, they wrote Bob's Burgers since 2012, and they have won a ton of Emmys, so they are writing the script for Deadpool 3. Well, now, Ryan Reynolds himself has commented on Deadpool 3 coming to screen. It's something that's just a daily process. Writing is kind of like that. you got a lot of time to do it and walk away, and I'm working with the Molly News on it, and it's been great. They're incredibly talented and so, so smart. They understand the world, know how to zig when everyone's expecting a zag, so... It's been a lot of fun. Uh, he said the percentage chance. I couldn't assign a percentage to that when asked, like, when was it going to be? He said, I'd say it's 50-50. Well, we're actively developing it, getting in pretty good shape. What the hell month is it? August? Oh, well, the next year. So there you go. From <laughs> Ryan Reynolds himself, Deadpool 3, May. Don't, don't, don't play with me, Ryan. Maybe starting up in uh, 2022 of August. So... When is that? That's perfect for what? A Christmas release? Um, I would like if they Christmas. start filming in August, no, it would be like the next summer. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'll take it. I'm cool with it. I'll take it. There's another suit for him to steal and take <laughs> home. <laughs> Display I'm... proudly in his living room. Oh, he already, like, for that the um, the little video he did with Cork, he actually posted, should I steal another suit? Do it. Which, how many do you have? As many as he wants. Is it even stealing if you announce your intent? Oh, no, they told him when, he, when they started filming Deadpool 2, they said, you have to bring the suit back. And he was like, what's, and he went, what suit? <laughs> Props. You literally have posted on Twitter of you wearing it around your house, so. You know, I have to say, like, I have made decisions in this regard, although I'm not sure why. I clear it with a props master and the person who made the costume. That's who I clear it with. EPs can scream at me till they're blue in the face. Don't really care. If they're okay with me taking it and honoring it in my home, 
it, it's going to go missing. Yeah. I, I figure at the wrap party, he probably goes up to the, the costume and this was great. I'm going to take this. <laughs> like, if you have the respect of the people who did the work putting it together, then you're good. Yeah. I think I think it doesn't even count as stealing in those cases. I just shoved some Unless shut you up want it your for your rent. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a million. That's all I had on me. So, so yeah, August of 2022. You can't shove a million dollars into someone's pocket. Unless you If it's a check, they're costumers. They make their own pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. You know what? Here you go. Did so. Angela gain a little bit of weight? <laughs> Just on her hips. All the way on the sides. <laughs> you got anything else, Jason? Uh, I don't have anything else for this week. I never it's make like, sure that I'm the last story, but I'm making sure that this is the yep, last story. Yep, Are we good? Yep, yep. Okay, let's talk about Sandman for a minute. Sandman is something that we have been trying to get on the screen, some some type of screen, silver screen, home screen, any screen, for like 10 years, right? And like multiple people have picked up the project and then dropped it again out of like respect that they can't do it including uh joseph uh i Gordon forgot Levitt. what names it's, it's it has arthur in there and it threw me um gordon levitt had been rumored to have it on announced to have it and released it anyway sandman season one apparently wrapped up filming this week they are slated for Netflix in 2021. They're slated to start releasing this year. Neil Gaiman is EPing along with uh, David S. Goyer, who's been partnered with him, I think, on several things. Uh, the writer and showrunner is Alan Heinberg, which he was on Wonder Woman, I don't know in what capacity, and uh, Grey's Anatomy, which is a anything for me but like had some good seasons i know uh yeah and it's still slated for netflix in 2021 we have to talk about the casting for a second because this casting kind of blows me away in how they've reimagined some of these roles and who took them and i think in that vein gwendolyn christie as lucifer Lucifer in Sandman is definitely bi, definitely very sexual, and also very powerful. And we've never seen Gwendolyn Christie do all those things at the same time. Power she exudes in every role she ever played. I'm I'm super excited. Uh, she has the, other than gender expression, the look that Lucifer had in the comics. She's very pale blonde hair and very bright eyes. I think he usually had green eyes, actually, but, like, yeah, like, Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer is confirmed. Uh, Charles Dance, who wasn't announced at the beginning as, uh, Roderick Burgess, who's, like, he's very, like, skin-peely kind of person. It'd be an interesting role to see him in, but a lot of them have been reimagined in gender and in uh, a lot of them are filled by people of color, even if they were not in the books, which is awesome. Um, and not only black people, like there's, there's a range. I'm excited about the diversity. Uh, I don't know how to say this last name. It's Vivian Chimpong, I think, is Lucian, which is not a huge role, but it's very important. Uh, Sanjeev Bhaskar, who you'll know if you see him, as uh, Kane. Asim Chaudhry is able. Uh, somebody I'm really excited about is Death is going to be played by Kirby Howell Baptiste. I didn't know the name, and the headshot made me think she she looks kind of dire and sad. And I was like, I I need the sparkle in Death's eyes. She was uh, Chidi's girlfriend in The Good Place for a while. She is a wonderful everything about her overflows with vibrance and life and that. As soon as I knew that, I got so excited. Neil Gaiman has famously, or maybe not famously, said that if he wrote Desire today, the pronouns would be they, them. And uh, the actor playing Desire uses they, them pronouns. Yes. 
and they they published a cast list with the pronouns of each actor just to let people know which i think is awesome i'm shocked that stephen fry is on that list frankly i actually pulled those pictures because we showed them before i just wanted to use them again like <laughs> yeah the this this specific headshot of death made me like concerned and then i looked up who it was and i i yeah. 100% on board. I'm so excited about her playing death. Uh, I love Pat Oswald. I think he's been a great ally. I think he's been through a lot. And yeah. I think the fact that he's kind of closed that chapter and moved forward and continued to do things now, I just I root for him to succeed. And I think he's a very good voice actor. He was the unicorn in Happy. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> uh, the imaginary friend in Happy. And he's a very good voice actor. He's a lot of fun. He's one of the biggest nerds you could ever listen to on the screen. Uh, there's a lot of other very interesting casting. I'm excited. Like, Neil Gaiman hasn't effortless way that he does diversity sometimes like you can't unintentionally make things more diverse like it has to be an effort but when he does it just it seems so on point the people who get to play the roles seem to get it so much i'm so excited i please make more morpheus things just i love death <laughs> i cosplay morpheus cast cosplays death I don't begrudge her the attention and stuff but you can't find like the freaking Funko Pops or t-shirts or anything like make more Morpheus stuff too he's pretty cool he protects your dreams anyway supposedly 2021 I am speechless as I've been with every <laughs> announcement I could not be happier I've been in love with this for so long and I just I I'm so happy yeah like it's that comic that your annoying friends won't shut up about yeah. it is very different from any other graphic novel comic book series that I've ever read just it's different and it is there's a lot of hype around it give it a chance could be really cool also side note always happy to see Jenna Coleman on any cast list oh, uh, yeah. she, she's not playing a huge role but like I'm excited. She's great. She's also very short. <laughs> I mean, she's playing Johanna Constantine. So, like, not a huge yep. role, but, like, has to be done well. Yep. And, yeah, excited to see a lot of gender swap characters, a lot of uh, new looks for faces. Very excited to see, like, fan art that happens after this. And more inclusivity at cons. Cosplays. And... I would, yeah. Like, my cosplay is going to be a little odd, I think, after this. But... Uh, excited to see new ones. I, I like that. It seems like a fun way to like just meet new people who are also passionate about it and like obviously you anyone should feel free to play any white character ever and I will always welcome them but there are people for whom it's especially important in cosplay to cosplay somebody who looks like them and for those people I'm extremely excited and for diversity in general is necessary so i'm very excited she's happy gonna so good. she's gonna be so, <laughs> gonna good. Be so good the sandman comic i mean it ran from like like uh 80 like 80 to 80, 89 to like 97 and there have been talks of this going to the screen forever since like, before the comic ended like i was able to age myself a little bit because i told all them i remember reading about this in wizard magazine and a lot of them went what's wizard magazine i don't know what that is Sorry. But they have that been rumoring this for years, and we got into the conversation of like, like if they had done this in what two thousand one, oh, like okay, worst case scenario, Sam Raimi would have done it Hercules style, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zena style. Incredibly I was thinking we would yeah. seen uh, Heath Ledger as Sandman. <laughs> like, just, no, thank you. Like, I feel like, like he's a very talented actor. Rest mm -hmm. in peace. Don't want to see. Him I know a lot of this was Neil. Like not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Which he's done with several of his projects. He said that about American Gods for forever. And I. I think now is the time that, yes, those stories can be told. And God, I'm finally glad we're pulling the trigger on this. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'd be a little bit worried if we'd only seen American Gods from him because it is so, like, 
gritty and HDR and whatever. It is very good, but like Good Omens, good omens. just <laughs> like having seen him do tongue in cheek, very fun expressions where he didn't take his characters too seriously and the channel also didn't take it too seriously having watched him spread his wings like I feel super excited I don't think this is going to be too heavy it's going to make you cry at least several times it better. but it's not going to it's not going to take its subject matter with a humorless dry approach just because it's about death and life and Mortality. Pretty heavy yeah. subjects, yeah. I feel weird because this was all, this was like my Cowboy Bebop series and I said it would never ever come. It's yeah. never going to get done. And now Netflix is doing both of them. In the yeah. same <laughs> so, I think I have to send Netflix a Christmas card or something. So it's now. your fault that the dog got hurt then. What? The dog got hurt? Oh, a long time ago. On Cowboy Bebop? Also oh, the yeah. main actor. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The dog got sick. The main actor got hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's back. recovered. Girl, He's I just find it weird that I'm getting both of these through Netflix. And yeah. thank you, Netflix. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a good year. <laughs> we showed up for The Witcher, like nerds, in yep. huge yep. quantities, and we're like, yes, this. Very deliberately, specifically this. We did. And yeah, those, we didn't do, well, I'm not patting myself on the back, but like, our response as a nerd community matters and so going out to support things big matters and helps us get more of what we want so keep doing that keep being nerds about stuff well which camera am I on? I got it on dual shot right now that's the one that's right above the desk <laughs> it's not my best angle that's all we've got for this week uh, tune in next week for more super cool nerd shows Stuff. Tag all your stuff with super cool nerd. Tag pictures of what you do that's nerdy and cool. Uh, follow us first. Go to our website. Check out our content. Supercoolnerdshow.com uh, Follow us on Twitch, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, anywhere you want to. In person. At Super Cool Nerd Show. But if you want to follow us individually. Uh... The good cast, Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Corodono Art. I am actually taking a few commissions right now, so if you're interested, the information is on those places. Or you can follow me on chaotic underscore noodle on Twitter for Final Fantasy related things, mostly me screaming about a cookbook. <laughs> you can find me at JasonX on Twitter and Instagram, and also writing stories on supercoolnerdshow.com. Please go check that out. There will be a review of the Suicide Squad up tomorrow. And oh, accompanying video. No. So make sure you go over there and keep it at Super Cool Nerds. I worked hard on this. And it's actually been doing pretty good. So thank you to all the people that have been going over. And uh, leave a comment or something. It's, yeah. I'm, I've been working hard Hopefully on you'll find all of us with content on that website by the end of next week or so. Uh, and if you want to follow me, you can find me sometimes scarcely on instagram and twitter at better cat uh and check out our DD twitch stuff it's been doing pretty well i've had so much fun in this game and so far everybody right. keeps showing up to play so <laughs> figure i did my she job i need you to she know that after to. each game me and i get in the car and we just go that was fun and just like scream for a second Aww. <laughs> I, I watch your guys' faces back, and it's the greatest joy that I have in life right now is just watching you guys laugh and smile and talk to each other. It's been so much fun, but it's becoming a thing. Go check us out on Twitch. We're every other Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday at 3 o'clock-ish. And, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, be cool, love each other, and as we love to say, keep, keep on nerding! all right that is our show thank you so much for listening if you'd like to check out the live video version of this you can find it at youtube and facebook you can also find us on instagram and twitter all at scns live thank you so much for watching have an amazing week